welcome to the USL show um, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves, your home for uh, national team, USL, MLS, custom scarves, things like that. Um, check those guys out, roughneckscarves.com. Also brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, uh, BGN.FM on the internet, the BGNFM on Twitter. Um, it's your host, Evan Blow, as always, joining you guys. Um, this is a little different. I don't have a huge spiel. Um, I will say... We're tentatively going to call this the um, You Play, We Don't series, which is where we talk to players in the USL about, you know, their career in general, things like that. And our guinea pig is, uh, I, I don't know, oh man, um, 2016 Defender uh, Team of the Year, former Richmond kicker, former Bethlehem Steel FC member, um, current Pittsburgh River Hound. 100 appearances, yes, four-year college career. He's done just about everything. Um, Hugh Roberts, how's it going, man? Great, great. I'm awesome to be here on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for, you know, it was always weird to ask someone to be the first. And I'm glad, you know, A, you accepted because that would have been awkward. <laughs> um, and, you know, B, that you're here. So, um, honestly, I don't know how we want to go about this, but I, I you know, did some digging. Unfortunately, George Mason left all your information up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in another life, you could have been like maybe, you know, Villanova University National Championship. Maybe. Roberts. <laughs> maybe, right? <laughs> Funny story about that. Yeah, I actually so, tried out for Mason's yeah. basketball team my freshman year. Um, they just like had open trials one year and actually did really well, but they wanted someone committed to the team full time. Obviously, I was there for soccer and things, but it felt good to be recognized a little bit and just be a part of the basketball environment, and the basketball world. But yeah, maybe in another life. In a, yeah, in, a, in an alternate reality, instead of you know, I don't know, Mikel Bridges or whatever, it's it's Hugh Roberts, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, two-sport two guy, you know, growing up and things like that, you know, when when did you kind of make that transition into soccer? Like, when did you realize kind of that was what you were leaning towards more? And, and you know, obviously, I mean, it worked out for you because you are where you are. But right. was there any kind of uncertainty with picking soccer over, over basketball, anything like that? Yeah, kind of. I mean... I didn't make a decision until my senior year of high school, so for the first 17 years of my life, I was really juggling between both sports. My mom being from New York, having a basketball background, and my dad being Jamaican, being and played at NC State University, so he had a big soccer background. So it was kind of, kind of split between those two growing up. I had one in one ear, one in the other ear. But I was having some, some success with both, so I stuck with that literally until my senior year of high school, and I kind of didn't like my high school basketball coach would kind of sway my decision to focus on soccer and just being 6'4 in soccer is being is different than being 6'4 in basketball a little bit so right, <clears throat> I kind of right. just took my chances and went with this route <laughs> um you know and, and then then you get to to GMU um you know you're, you're there four years obviously did you start you started as a forward my whole life I was actually a forward <laughs> I was recruited at George Mason as a forward my okay. freshman year I played as a forward slash outside mid then that freshman year spring, we only had three defenders, and they were like, you know what, Hugh, why don't you give it a shot? And I was like, all right, and happened to do well that spring, and they kind of stuck me in the center back slash defensive mid role from there my sophomore year, and then after my junior senior year, I was a lock-in center back ever since. Okay, okay. Not 
the easy well i mean not the easiest transition obviously because it's something that you you know know your whole life that right. you just attack and then to to make that drastic change to that's pretty much the last thing on your mind right um i'm sure is, is a little difficult but i mean it you know it paid off 2013 was uh, you know at the time at least gmu's best yeah season in, in the history of the of the college um and then you know obviously richmond picks you up from there um did you, you know, did you know you had something special that senior year at, at George Mason, Mason, or you know, was it one of those things where you just kind of put in your shift and then Richmond came knocking and, and you took a, an opportunity? Well, my senior year at George Mason, we actually had eight or nine seniors, so I knew from there just having, and all eight of us actually lived together in the same house, so <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was okay. basically like a group of brothers. So I knew from that standpoint that we would have a pretty good year regardless of how what the coach was the coaching standpoints and the tactics because we were pretty much brothers on the field and we worked hard for each other so we knew we could do big things but not as good as what we did our senior year but I'm very glad that happened for us because we needed that and then from there I mean nothing was set in stone I was on the draft board top 100 but kind of had an idea I wasn't going to get drafted so nothing was really set in stone and that's why I'm, 2014, I bounced around to multiple different USL teams, trying out here and there, and then Richmond came, and I was able to find a home. Yeah, and you know, you were you were obviously in PDL before that, right? Um, which, especially now, um, and you know, with the growth of both leagues, even you know, we've seen that relationship really grow. You know, but at the time, it was like the USL Pro right um, division, even. You know, so when, when Richmond comes calling in 2014, which is, you know, almost like the dark ages of USL, <laughs> given <laughs> right. what the league is, right? Yep. Like, you know, is it one of those things where you went, all right, who are these guys? Or is it one of those things where, you know, being from Maryland and things like that, you knew kind of what Richmond was about? Or if it was one of those things where they just went, hey, we play pro soccer. And you're like, great, I'm there. <laughs> well, I knew of Richmond kickers a little bit because being from George Mason in Northern Virginia, Richmond's only an hour and a half. So we used to play against each other almost every spring season. Okay. I actually had a friend at the time on the team as well. So I knew of them. I just didn't know how strong the league was. When you're in college, you really, especially at that time, your focus mainly is on the MLS, MLS, mm-hmm. MLS. But now here, four years later, one of the big things is USL, USL, USL. Yep. So to come from where I was and kind of being at a stepping stone and working our way up as a league into how we are now, it's been awesome to see this league progress. But yeah, from my standpoint, coming out of college, my first year, I knew it was a professional team. I just didn't know how strong the league was, but I knew it would be a great opportunity, and I knew it would be a good stepping stone for me to continue my dreams to becoming an, to the MLS one day. Right, right. And then, you know, um, playing Richmond, you, you know, really start to make a name for yourself. 2016, obviously, comes around. You make team of the year, um, you, you know, which is, is a huge achievement. Although, you. tell you what, that team of the year – was just amazing full guys that that just you know it was one of those things where um you know i saw these sign for for bethlehem and i went oh yeah like Hugh roberts team of the year <laughs> like just because you know i think the the attacking stars that were on that team were right. just crazy you know and, and obviously those guys get all the credit anyway um because that's how you know how the game works of where, course you know, if you get course. on the score sheet it's it's always gonna end up being yeah no matter but um yeah you know and, and you took that and then obviously you got a, a chance with with the union organization which is really what that is um you know you and i both know it well it's high turnover yeah um and you know now you're here in pittsburgh but it's just crazy because you have been in the league longer than 
you know, eight or nine teams now. Right. <laughs> you know, I didn't so, even think about that. Very true. Yeah, yeah. No, for, so for you, it's one of those things where, like, you've really kind of been on the ground floor, especially from a player's perspective, I guess, of seeing USL really, you know, turn right. into something, which I'm sure is crazy. Right. It definitely is. Um, but, you know, and, and you've, you've, especially with the, the coaches you've had, you know, obviously Lee Calshaw in Richmond, who's been there forever and is, is, is a huge name in, in American soccer. And then, um, you know, Brendan Burke, who's a little bit more new school, but is right. making a name for himself kind of quietly as a player development guy. And then obviously now with Bob Lilly, you know, what's it been like to work with, um, especially Lilly and, and Calshaw and, you know, <laughs> For all the for all the the talk about Lily Ball and things like that, you know, there's a reason that he's still around. Is right. that a, a system that you've always kind of admired, or is it one of those things where now that you're in it, you really appreciate what it is? I've always pretty much admired it. So from my experiences coming from Richmond, <clears throat> Lee Callishaw, he was he's a very intense coach, but you know, pressure makes diamonds. That kind of thing. He's kind of a perfectionist. So coming in my rookie year. The speed of the game was completely different from college, and you think you're ready, but you're really not. And so I'm, I was very, very fortunate, fortunate to find a home, and I'm very glad I was there for my three years and was able to progress and learn his system and things like that. Transitioning to Bethlehem, I'm very, very glad that I had that experience because growing up, I always wanted to be a part of an MLS, you know, club slash academy system, and just to see how that aspect works. So just to be around mm-hmm. MLS guys like CJ Sapong, Bedoya, and those kind of guys to seeing Matt Real, Mark McKenzie now on the first team, that kind of thing, the, being with them and traveling with them and just hanging out with them, meeting Ernie Stewart and Jim Curtin and all those guys. To be around that was definitely a great experience for me, and I'm very glad I was a part of that. And so for Bob, I actually went to open tryouts for Bob back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Things didn't work out, and that's kind of what led me to Richmond. But we've always been cordial. I made sure I went up to him after I made one, Actually, I think my first or second start ever in 2014, my rookie year, was against Rochester in Rochester, and we won that game. Had a really good game, and Bob came up to me, and, you know, we were cordial. He said, great game. And so I made sure every single year I shook his hand, said, what's up, coach, and those kind of things. And he's always, since I've been in the league, he's always been top five, top three defensive teams in the country, in the whole league, sorry. And so, I mean, you hear about those things, but you don't really actually believe until you're actually here in this club. And mm-hmm. now, since the preseason day one, it's been intense, it's been sharp, it's been you know, Lily Balls, you said, but now I can see it for myself and I'm actually very impressed and I'm very fortunate to be here in this organization. So I'm looking forward to it because he's a defensive-minded coach for the most part and it's definitely going to help us and help me defensively to help broaden my game. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where for all the talk about it and especially the word that gets thrown around a lot, like almost to the point where it's comical, is organization. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's, oh, they're organized. And, they're right. organized. and you know, in, in, in a way, it almost feels like people are saying that because they don't want to say boring. You know what I mean? And right, like, not, right. even in, not even in like a bad sense, but just, you know, it's he's he's very much, you know, we don't need to score six times or, right. or you know, like you guys did the other day, four times. Right. If the other team can't score, you right. know, and it's one of those things where I do always wonder, you know, especially for, you know, obviously you played in. Kalshaw's system where it's not the same obviously but it's a similar mindset where you don't have to score a bunch of goals and then you move to you know the union where that's a very um possession it's possession based Mm -hmm. but it's attacking possession based Mm -hmm. and now you're back in the kind of a a defensive set so you know 
is that one of those things that you kind of really, you know, that stands out for USL when people go, oh, you know, well, what is USL all about? Is it kind of that clash of styles and clash of, of coach philosophies and even for the teams to have different mindsets where, you know, you have your MLS two sides that are more developmental or your, right. you know, your standalones that, uh, you know, want to just outright win the cup and things like that. And obviously right. since he's in now and that throws a whole wrench in the thing and Nashville is going to be an MLS in the next two years or something. Right. So that's, you know, it's, is that something that you, you've always kind of, or, or especially in, you know, the last two or three years, you know, as a guy that was here when it wasn't as big as it is, has that been really interesting for you just to see that kind of clash coming? Yeah, it's been very, very interesting to see this whole dynamic of this league continuous, continuously grow, like with Atlanta United being here as well, Bethlehem Steel just joining. So when I first came into the league, one of the few young teams was New York Red Bulls 2. Yeah. I think that was the only one at the time. So, Sounds right. When we went there and we traveled them every year, we knew how good they were. We knew they'd send down first-team guys when I was back in Richmond. We knew they were younger players, but we knew they'd always score goals. So it was always pretty <laughs> intense. But to see those young boys develop from the New York Red Bulls to a USL team to now on the first team getting minutes and things is definitely a great mm-hmm. development. But as you were saying, in terms of other teams in the league, that's what kind of makes the USL. Every single team, for the most part, has their own style. And you look at Louisville, they may not be the most athletic team in general, but they stick by their system, possession-oriented. They know what they're doing. Every single person's on the same page, and they tiki-taka move the ball. And you look at Cincinnati, they have great players. They have some more money, so they're able to buy some more players. But, you know, talent isn't the hear-all, say-all kind of thing, but they definitely have cohesiveness and those kind of things. So that boosts well. But then you look at the older clubs like Richmond and Charleston, Rochester as well when they were in the league. Like, they stick to the same principles and organization tactics every single time and they get the job done every single time so they probably won't ever steer away from that for years to come and that's okay because they have that success but besides this past year for Richmond we made the playoffs for the past 15 years in a row and you stick by that every single time for the most part because it works and it gets the job done that's what makes the USL you go to different teams for example we play Ottawa this weekend we know they have a bunch of veteran guys on the team and we know it's not going to be an easy task no matter how unsuccessful they might have started the season and it doesn't really matter because the USL especially on the east side it's a very very tough and slope and everyone's competing from top to bottom so yeah it's yep. a very intense league and I love it always always a packed playoff race always. in the east always yeah. always there's you know maybe two or three teams every year that are out of it but even then you know that's not until march so it's it's awesome yeah so Hugh, I, I forgot to say in the in the intro when I was when I was gassing you up a little bit that you're also now a, a fellow podcaster. Yes, I am. So like w- that this is gonna sound terrible. When did like when did that start? Like when what was the creative spark that drove you to do that? Like what you know? For those who don't know, sorry, I should backtrack a little bit. You just put out your first episode with uh, with Toby and Kay. Right. Um. Your TS. <laughs> and it's just so funny because like you can tell when guys have a bunch of chemistry when they're talking to each other. And, like, I know it was literally you guys just, like, hung out in your living room or whatever, but it, it felt like you guys were just hanging out in your living room, and it was awesome. Um, so, like, feel free to shamelessly plug yourself and just kind of talk about, like, how that started and, you know, like, what what you're doing with it. Yeah, so, basically about almost a year ago, and I was just watching ESPN one day. I watch ESPN almost every day, and I <laughs> see all these sports analysts talk about all kind of sports and right. little league baseball and all these things. It's just awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But you really, besides Champions League and some big time clubs, is the only time you ever see soccer highlights in general. 
So I was thinking to myself, you know, I've been in the league at that time four years and I've developed a little bit of a platform. Now here I am in my fifth year. Why not continuously broadcast this game of soccer and use my platform to help, you know, build a connection between people in general so they get an idea of what's really going on in the soccer world and the soccer aspect about the grind. And for us being in the USL, we're not the top league either. So it's definitely a great perspective to hear from developing players who are trying to reach their ultimate goal, reaching reaching to the top. So I'm very fortunate fortunate enough to be here in my fifth year. Three different teams, built some great connections, many, many players across this whole Eastern Conference. So I'm very looking forward to sharing all these experiences and these stories and these journeys and all these topics and you know latest games and those kind of things to share that with you guys. Not just... Pittsburgh fans for all fans and players right, across right. the USL and across the country just so people can hear and express themselves and the young players as well who are looking to become professionals one day they can hear from our experiences as well so they can continue their journeys for sure for sure yeah totally like you know it's, it's one of those things I always bang on it from the media side of things where it feels like all, all of us guys that are working um, with these clubs or, or writing about these clubs or podcasting or whatever, like it's all, it just feels like a giant, like almost like a family or like a community where right. we're all kind of helping each other out because there's not that, that glamour and, you know, um, we're not making, you know, thousands of dollars right. or even hundreds of dollars, right. you know, covering these teams or whatever. So I feel like we're all a lot more, um, willing, I guess, to help each other out. Right. And, you know, for you, a guy who has five years of connections in the USL, like that could be like incredibly fascinating stuff to get that kind of um player to player perspective even because right. i think you right. talking to those guys is different than me talking to you or, or you know me talking to other guys in the league very true uh, because like you guys have that shared experience of playing right. with each other and or against each other and and you know actually playing the game so you like actually know what you're talking about um that's kind of yeah, no, What's the uh, what's what's the Twitter on all that stuff? Where can people find you on that stuff, and, and where can people find you in general? And then I'll leave you alone, really. <laughs> so yeah, follow me on Backyard Footy. That's one word: B A C K Y A R D Footy F O O T Y on Twitter. I'm also on SoundCloud as well, the same hashtag Backyard Footy and YouTube, so you guys can follow along. And I'm on Instagram at Backyard Footy, but it's two Y's. But definitely check in on all those social media accounts because I'm going to be showing live videos when I have more teammates come through and different players just so people can actually join along and things like that and Mm -hmm. follow along on Twitter as well so you can stay updated on when new players are coming into town and those kind of things so yeah I'm definitely looking forward to share sharing these experiences throughout this whole year for sure for sure dude Hugh good to catch up man hey I I miss you (laughs) I miss you too bro I'm really glad you had me honestly we uh I'm actually I'll be out there in September awesome I'll show you some love I'm sure we'll catch up yeah I'll definitely have uh, you on my show as well return the favor and that kind of thing because I want to get this perspective I don't know what we're going to talk about I'm not not a player like I'm like one of the least athletic dudes (laughs) don't matter though I mean People, but um, yeah, no. Listen, we'll uh, we'll send you the links, Hugh. Man, I appreciate you being a guinea pig. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. And we'll, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Yes, but you don't will. Don't be a stranger for sure, man. Don't be a stranger either. Thanks for having me again. <laughs>